0: Thirty for breakfast catch up on
1: Triple M. We are in National Road Safety Week, and we've got a lot of awareness events happening. Especially, actually, in Perth, we've got landmarks including the Elizabeth Quay Bridge, the Bell Tower, Kings Park, St George's Cathedral. They're all going to be bathed in yellow lights to remind people to drive so others survive. That is the the main message that's trying to be pushed out this week. Now, look, Darren, police are still actually investigating a fatal crash that happened in our region. It happened in Wongan Hills on Friday night, just been this crash happened on northern Pathara Road, about 12 k south of the town site when the driver of a white a Holden Commodore failed to negotiate a bend in the road. It struck a tree, and this is just too sad. It's sole occupant of the vehicle, a man in his 20s, tragically died at the scene. So police at the moment are still appealing for anyone that witnessed the crash or saw that vehicle travelling prior to, uh, to call Crime Stoppers. That number is 1800 333 000. Otherwise, you can make reports online now, www.crimestopperswa.com.au. But may that latest crash with this young 20-year-old man in Wonkin Hills be a, a bit of a reminder that... We need to look after ourselves and each other on these country roads, especially with some of the work that's being done to them at the moment. I know that it's a little bit frustrating at times on that Great Eastern Highway trying to get to where we need to be, but those are changes that are being made for the better. So National Road Safety Week, if you have any personal stories that you would like to share, like Des from Naranbeen did just a couple of weeks ago and uh, his story which he did with uh, collectively with the Narambine CRC there, which is wonderful. If you want to promote a personal message from yourself, you can feel free to do so via our Facebook pages, Triple M and Avon Valley. Otherwise, you can give me a call here in the studio whilst on air, thirteen twenty seven ten. 27 for breakfast. For breakfast. Ah! Triple M. Our Avon Footy Association games over the weekend. Of course, a thorough review on a Monday morning with the one and only Macca. How are you this morning, Macca? <laughs>
2: Good morning, very good morning, listeners. Three games yesterday and three blowouts, actually. Actually, it was five blowouts and one close one. York versus Railways was first up. Railways celebrating the 50th year this year and they are on a mission. 16-10, 106-7, 12-54, a 52-point margin. Daniel Arangio had a day out for the winners with seven, Jordan Kickett and Campbell Buster Hunter kicking four goals. Phil DePayne and Kane Ranstead kicking two goals for York. Best players for the winners, Jordan Kickett, John Armstrong, Campbell Buster Hunter and Daniel Arangio with seven goals can only get the fourth best player. Uh, Smith, Borritt and Ramstead, best for York. They won the reserves too, did railways, and they wouldn't have beaten York for quite some time. 11-13, 79 to 3 725 a 54-point margin. Collard, Windsor and O'Driscoll kicking two goals for the winners. York spoiled the party because they won the net... Ball. 55 to 42, Chloe Flay, MVP for the Joeys, and Amelia Master was the fastest heart. Fetties versus Cundred, and this got ugly. 16 27, 123 to 1 goal, 3 9, 114 point margin. Brennan and Phillips kicking 4 goals for the winners. Blake Robinson 2, and Alex Moreno, Oliver, Kane Robinson, Cam Lawler, everyone else got in the party and kicked the goals for Fetties. Cody Forward kicked the goal for Cunardon. I think he was chaired off the ground afterwards. No best players as of, are ah, listed yet, but they will come through during the week. Big win in the reserves as well for Feddies. 21 133 to 4 6 McPherson kicking eight. That's a hell of an effort for Feddies. And Fudge kicking three. And Glenn Turner kicking two goals for Cunardon. He's a gun from way back, so GT is back playing footy <laughs> and he'll be playing league for fairly soon, I would have thought. That he's kicking seven goals in the last in the reserve. But Cunadon won the net ball It's uh, might be a replay of the grand final, 64-51. to Kimmy Burton was the best for the Maguettes. And Lisa Williamson, just, I should just call her name out every week for the <laughs> MVP for the Phillies because she gets that. Without game. fail. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. She's uh, a fantastic netballer. <laughs> Says a bloke who knows nothing about the game. Um, <laughs> Beverly, 21 goals, 15. It's a bit of a surprise. I thought Queriting might have been better because they were at home. Three goals, five, 23. 118 point margin. Beverly kicking eight goals, four in the last turn. Queriting didn't score. James Smith kicking seven for the winners. Jibber Turner and Howell at three and Robbie Warns, the Wolverine, is back playing footy and great to see. And he's kicked two goals. Mackenzie Curtis and Cade Outridge kicking the goals for Queriting. For the winners, James Smith listed their best. And so they should be with seven goals. Sinclair and Paul Johnson. That's Paul Johnson. who used to be at East Perth and the Eagles. He's a man mountain. Good luck. You're playing on him. Hayden Richards, Lockie Jelmy, Sean Hayes and Jake Stacey. A couple of young fellas in there. Great to see them listed as best players for Quereting. This is the game of the round it was in the reserves, Querting versus Beverly. quoting won at nine seven sixty one to seven ten fifty two, a nine point margin.
1: Was that the closest margin of the weekend? Oh, it
2: certainly yeah. was. Quereting were up by three points at half time, but Beverly came home hard in the last quarter, two goals three to so just the two points. There would have been a certain amount of clenching going on in the queriting bench but they held on to win henry will rogers and johnson kicking two goals for the winners gary gibson kicking three goals for beverly lyle brown grandfather time was the best man on the ground and there's another <laughs> player listed as a farmer that <laughs> could have been anyone from <laughs> they made it a triple i think queriting won the netball 47 of beverly 19 Tamaras. Mark was the best for the Bells. And Gemma Bassett was the best for the Black Widows. And that is a, fo- a wrap for the Avon Footy Association. Thank you very much to Baxter's Rural. Ken and Russell down there doing a fantastic job supporting sport throughout the Avon Football Association.
1: Thank you so much, Maka, for a very in-depth, detailed review of the Avon Footy Association games. Do you think maybe it might be as big a blowouts next week? It'll be more resigned or only time will tell?
2: I'll stick with the last one because I don't know who the hell is playing <laughs> so maybe I'll, Maybe I should do some homework and we'll get to that one on Friday.
1: No worries, Macca. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. Verity for breakfast.
3: breakfast. <laughs> Davo's joke of the day.
1: Just another manic Monday, Davo.
3: It is. And it's Monday the 30th of April. Where the hell has April gone?
1: I just... When I think of April, I think of Easter, and Easter just went way too quickly for me. The celebration of chocolate just went way too quickly.
3: Oh, did that happen, did it? Did did we, it
1: does not happen for we, you. You don't Easter? even like chocolate. Yeah, we did have Easter. Oh, okay. It's the first week oh, of wow. April, isn't it? Oh, That's
3: it? why I don't remember it. It was so long ago.
1: <laughs> As time goes by.
3: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go slow like that. It's poof, and it's gone.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of... Being quick, let's hasten to your joke of the day to kick us off for this week.
3: Sharon started noticing a guy standing in front of her home every evening. She noticed the guy always visits in the evenings and weekends. The guy never tried to talk to her nor showed any gesture. He just moves here and there and looking into his mobile phone and occasionally stealing a stare at her. It went on like this for about six months and Sharon understood the guy was in love with her but was too shy to express his feelings. So she told her parents, they too saw him and liked him. They discussed with their grandparents about a likely marriage, but wanted Sharon to make the first move. The next day, Sharon went to him and said, I really appreciate your patience and decency. You have been sitting in front of my home every evening for about six months now. So I understand that you are in love with me, but are too shy to say it. I think I really like you too and would love it if we got married. The guy smiled and said, actually, your home Wi-Fi doesn't have a password, so I come here every <laughs> evening after work to use free Wi-Fi to chat with my girlfriend.
1: <laughs> You've got to get passwords for your Wi-Fi, folks. That's, that's the exactly. lesson here. <coughs> I mean, cough, cough, the- Jed Shepherd.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, that's the times of the day, isn't it? <laughs>
1: That's why you see so many cars parked parked outside of Mac. Is not only for the fries, but because they yeah, have free, free Wi Fi.
3: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh, I think we should get married. <laughs> 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 Verity for breakfast. for breakfast.
0: Triple M. Triple M. <laughs> Sports with Saratsis.
1: Let's get straight to it, Joel. The Derby. It was a close one. What a good game it was. Hey.
0: It was a great game, Verity. I was going to tell you, there was sport on, but in Perth, it was really... I mean, the dirt <laughs> was now. I mean, that's all we really care about, wasn't it? It was a great game, it was a thrilling game, Verity, to be honest, and, and a perfect spectacle for the first ever Western Derby. At the stadium, uh, 56,521 people at the game, the biggest ever sporting crowd in WA sports history, and a great start to what should be a uh, great rivalry going forward at the ground. 89-81, to 81, the final score. Dockers came out of the blocks early. They uh, were playing really good football in the first quarter, but they just couldn't sustain it, unfortunately. The Eagles, uh, obviously, probably with a, a stronger list and in a better position uh, at the moment going forward. They really did play quite well, considering uh, the Dockers' pressure. And there were really matchups all over the ground, wasn't there? It was Feist the yo and then the Dockers' back line, and... Uh, versus the, the big Eagles forward, and it was really just was just an amazing game, and everyone got involved. It was good, and, and I guess varied it. It had a bit of extra spice this, going into it with the Ross Glendinning medal. The Dockers said, "No, nah, we don't want it anymore. Get rid of it, and they probably handled it not too well in the end because I guess what the Dockers did want is is a, a more of a Dockers name associated to the medal, which probably going forward they will have, but they didn't handle it very well this week. They just said, "No, nah, let's get rid of it completely, And the Eagles uh, were a bit like, well, hold up, (laughs) you can't do that. So, anyway, going forward, there will probably be another name associated to the medal, but it worked out okay in the end because Lockie Neal and Shannon Hearn were joint winners of the medal. So, congratulations to those two, and it worked out okay. Uh, Jack Darling kicked three, Josh Kennedy kicked three, and he became the Eagles' greatest ever goal scorer. Has he broken a record? yeah, he overtook Peter Sumich, who uh, used to have the most goals for the Eagles, and now Josh Kennedy sits at the top of that list. So congratulations to him, and he's been a, a great a great servant of the Eagles and part of the Chris Judd trade. So there you go. There you go. Chris Judd's uh, still helping out the Eagles all these years after he's retired. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, going forward, Verity Fremal, may now sit 11th, and, and the big news out of the derby was that they lost Michael Walters to that knee injury. Uh, Ross Lyons said after the game, It'll probably be three, four weeks. So okay. they're going to have a bit of a, a struggle going forward without him because he is really important to their setup, especially when he goes into the midfield. They face Richmond next week at the MCG, so that'll be a tough because Richmond are top of the ladder and flying as the reigning premiers. The Eagles, though, Verity, they sit second on the ladder. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yes, they haven't beat too many of the top 10s yet, but we'll see how they go in this next chunk of games. They face Port at home next week. And Port are also very injury-riddled. They just lost Chad Wingard with a hamstring injury this weekend. They have Patrick Ryder out. Hamish Hartlett has done an ACL. So very wittable for the Eagles, sitting second of the ladder. And I think it's only round six, Verity, but I think the Eagles are... are They're are looking just thinking good. About finals.
1: <laughs> They're
0: just thinking about finals. I know you can't say finals too far out of September, but, look, I think it's uh, it's a possibility for the Eagles, especially if they keep winning it off the stadium and get a few away wins, uh, definitely
1: they could sneak in there. There's a possibility. There's always hope. Look, Joel, thanks so much for a quick couple of minutes of your time this morning to dissect the derby that was and we'll rope you on board for next week. Thanks, Roddy.